Yo, 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 what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Lucky Rants, and welcome back to answering questions. Oh, not answering questions from Reddit. What the fuck? That's my... <laughs> Scrap that. Welcome back to Anime Casuals. Woo! Wow, that's the first time that's ever happened. Uh, for people that don't know, that's my other podcast on Mental Health Casual, where I talk, where I, you know, visit random subreddits that have to do with mental health. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, I'm your host, Lucky, and today I thought I would talk about depression, but not in too much of a depressing manner. I just wanted to talk about some anime that really helped with my depression. For people that don't know, I was actually hospitalized in 2011 and went to like a full, full psych board facility and all that kind of stuff. And I, after that, it kind of changed my it changed my view on, on a lot of media in terms of like now I'm actually like yearning for the the bigger message, the morals, the like I'm trying I'm really trying to figure out what the writer or you know whatever the director is trying to portray in their characters so i'm a lot more sensitive to that stuff now that i've actually gone through that whole experience and uh been through that and so uh yeah i wanted to talk about some anime that help with that have helped with my depression at least like learning new things in life you know what i'm saying so um and this is pretty subjective you know maybe you know, maybe you watched like a hentai and it changed your whole life. I don't really know. You know, I, I don't know what it is for you guys, but I thought I would just talk about some that I think really are like really could help with a lot of these ideas. Because I think, you know, the, the thing about humans is that it seems like whenever we end up putting things into a story, it's t it tends to make things a lot more concise to us you know if you just tell us the answer straight up not not all the time some people want that straight up answer like hey what is the answer just tell me what it is i don't need a freaking story i don't need a whole story to uh to get the 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 point across but you know other people and i feel i feel like this is a lot of people end up needing like a story i mean even if going back to the bible right jesus told talked in parables we have aesop fables and all that kind of stuff so we have things we ha i feel like we have this innate wanting to um hear a story and hear see our life through that story in some ways and you know that's how main character you know people with uh or sorry main characters with like a story that's similar to ours we're you know a uh, main character that relates to the audience is very very important so you know here are just a few of them uh most recently i was watching uh fruits basket and i gotta say man this series went a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be, uh, you know, I, I was talking a little bit about it yesterday, but just a quick recap. It's a show about a girl named Toru who ends up uh, finding, meeting the, this clan of people named the Soma clan. And whenever they're hugged by the opposite sex, because there are girls in the, in the, in the Zodiac group of the Soma clan, uh, they turn into a typically a Zodiac animal, although it's not just the, the Zodiac animals. They are, there are also other animals that are, but the Zodiac uh, family are very important in particular. And it's interesting because the Soma clan are cursed because if you, you know, if you hurt, yeah, you did hear that right, right? Whenever they hug the opposite sex. So they're not really, unless they are, you know, homosexual or anything like that, they are not able to really have fulfilling romantic relationships. And, you know, a lot of times there, you know, there aren't going to be a lot of people who are willing to deal with that. And, you know, there, there's a, an, episode there's episodes upon episodes but one that stuck out to me in particular was a and this is kind of spoilery but I, i'm not going to say exactly who this is but there's an episode where a member of the zodiac family is is born and they're rejected by the the mother 
and the mother is just completely because you know when the when the mother holds the person in their arm because it's a boy uh it turns into you know an animal and she just loses her stuff and completely goes into like full denial and just you know is cutting herself like it literally that she has bandages on herself and is cutting herself so it deals with self-harm it deals with this the 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 thought process of somebody who who would even deny their own baby and so uh one of the people in the clan actually have to uh they have the power to erase memories and stuff so he they erase their her memory her memories and the child has to you know look on with that and really look forward um look uh look after her as, as mom and you know see this and it's very traumatizing to a child and it reminds me a lot of my my father i've always felt like my father never really wanted me as much you know even though we share a name he named me after it well technically his nickname but i won't get too much into that um and it was it was interesting when i saw that and it, it you know the and i know that sounds very depressing and just like well why how would that how would that help your depression because it was this person who didn't give up this give up on their life despite somebody else giving up on their life you know what i'm saying when somebody gives up on you it's hard for years it's it, it and especially when it's a parent it's psychologically scarring to the point where i'm you know it's always so amazing to see somebody go past that past that uh that limit of you know because i mean what what happens when we fall down you know our parents pick us back up and they say hey you know what pick yourself up and try again you know that old adage but when your parents they're literally you know cursing your existence and just wanting the worst for you i mean and you're still this and the the character is actually a very happy-go-lucky person so when you actually find this out about this person it's pretty incredible so i won't go too much more into that but uh and there's a lot more examples in first basket i just wanted to highlight that one because that was the most recent um episode where i really got something out of it although it's just filled with great little um everybody's backstory is very deep and has some relatability to somebody somebody in 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 whatever walk of life you do so um that's my first one uh the next one i wanted to talk about was um was one that's very particular to me uh it's my love story and it follows this this guy named kale who's this very big giant uh guy who ends up uh falling in love with this girl i want to say her name is yamato i think her name is and she you know she's this very beautiful girl that he saves on a you know those um in japan they're these like public gropers so whenever they're on like a subway like a guy will like try and try and grab some ass or something like that and this guy ends up doing it to her and takeo ends up saving her falls in love with her doesn't realize that she actually likes him too and the first like five or six episodes is actually them kind of like you know doing this like little dance around each other trying to you know him trying to make sure that he uh, sorry him trying to make sure that she ends up with his friend sua i think his name is um suna i think it's i think it's suna but um Anyway, trying to get him, uh, him and her together because he thinks because his friend is very popular, and I actually had a very similar situation situation to this. So I'm six three, and you know, right now I'm a lot bigger than I was in high school. But I always felt like I was this kind of ogre, and he actually makes this comparison to the blue ogre and the red ogre, and um, you know, there's this story about a blue ogre and a red ogre, and the blue ogre is this really big ogre that nobody really wants to deal with, and the uh, is one or the other but anyway i'm just gonna say the blue ogre is this one and so the red ogre says hey i'll tell you what i'll attack this village i'll act like i'm attacking it you can attack you can beat me up and then 
I'll be the basically the scapegoat, right? And you can you can be the person that um, that then they'll have to like you, which actually ends up working. But the red ogre has to go into exile because nobody wants to, you know, nobody likes him, you know. And after this blue ogre is trying to find this red ogre, he's like, "Yo, where where is he?" And he leaves him a note saying, "You know, I'm going to be traveling the world and do all this stuff." And he feels bad for him, and you know that that kind of that story in particular, not obviously, it's not, not an original story. It's like from a myth a mythology or something like that. But it was such a powerful impact, and you know, seeing that, um, seeing that, you know, uh, Takeo actually can get love despite him. I mean, he's he's freakishly huge. I think he's like six something, and he's in like high school. And uh, I, actually, I think he was in middle school at the time too. But um, but you know, seeing that he can get love was really important to me because I was having like some pro- some body issues at that point. Like I'm too big, I'm too this. You know, I'm half Samoan, so uh, you know, I'm bi- pretty big bone guy as it is. So seeing somebody like that actually succeed was really uh, was really cool to me. You know, I-, I talk about representation a lot and how I'm not really into it. I'm just not into forcing it. Like if somebody wants to make that story, then. By all means, man, you go do that story. But when when the audience is forcing that story, like, oh, I need somebody that's like this. Oh, I need like this. I need I need a Samoan or I need an Islander princess. And then Disney does like Moana. That's not exactly what happened. Nobody was no no Islander was asking for that. But then it came out. And it was like, oh, that's really cool. Thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. You know, and you guys did a great job. Thank you for doing that. Um, that kind of representation, I don't mind. But when it's forced representation, like you have a gun on your head, like do somebody. <laughs> do a disabled you know Samoan person with this it's like no that nobody's I, I I don't I don't even know anybody like that I don't know how to deal with that so um this is representation done right and I, I think it's it's absolutely fantastic um gonna talk about some of the big three right now so uh one piece is fantastic I you know I got into this one a little bit later by a little bit later I think like 2018 I want to say 2018 2019 and wow, there were there was a lot of imagery in this. There is a um, I'm trying to think of how to navigate this as well as I can. There's a pretty significant death that happens in the middle of the uh, not the middle. It's like 300 or something episodes in, and we're already 900 episodes in. So I guess a third of the way through, and uh, one of the characters has to get through this. And you know, one of the he gets a, he gets you know he ends up like he's super injured and is beating himself up and all this stuff, and because he, he's in shock about this person's death and. Uh, one of the characters has to go and console him. And he's like, hey, you're acting like a kid. And finally he ends up saying, you keep on talking about what you don't have. What do you have that's keeping you going? And, you know, this character ends up talking about all of his all of his shipmates, all of his crew. And even I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. And, you know, his Nakama, you know, his comrades. And, oh, my God, just seeing seeing them go through each one of these people and and remembering because i feel like that's a universal thing you know every single time we lose something all we can think about is what we've lost instead of thinking about what we have and to cherish what we have and that's an important thing in depression especially because when you're depressed you only think about what you don't have you know oh i'm not this i'm not nearly as good as this person i'm not you know oh my god i could never be like this person Instead of being like, well, what are your good qualities? What do you have? What what are your friends like? You know, what are your uh, what 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 blessings do you have in this world? And that was a really important point for me in particular. And the reason why I say this anime in particular, because obviously, you know, I'm talking about specific anime moments, but I'm not trying to 
go over the entire anime is basically what I'm trying to say. But there are a lot of other great moments in this anime where, or in One Piece where, you know, it really talks about this, this struggle, right? The struggle between, um, you know, in trying to find out who, or in trying to achieve your own destiny. Because when we think about destiny, there are like kind of two two ways of thinking about it right there is like the predetermined part was like oh you're just destined to be like this um an anime i'm going to talk about in a little bit is naruto right neji talks to naruto about destiny and it's like oh you're just you're you're just trying to defy your destiny it's not going to work that kind of thing so there's like this predeterminism to it but then there's also this other idea which i like a lot which is you have to achieve your destiny like see there is a destiny pointed out for you you still need to go follow that path to get to that death destiny or else you're destined to fail you know so it, it's an interesting it, it's interesting because it kind of it, it is a little contradictory right because destiny by definition is you know what you're destined to do so there is some predetermined predetermined um, outcome to that but not exactly because we're not om we're not omniscient right we're not god we're not you know whatever you believe in but we're not some omniscient being that knows everything therefore we don't actually know what our destiny is so therefore our destiny is pretty much up in the air so therefore we can go um and achieve what we need to be which what uh, luffy wants to be is king of the pirates so you know that's that's what he's trying to do uh speaking of destiny all that kind of stuff and i just alluded to it uh we're going over to naruto naruto obviously i've i've talked at nauseam about how naruto was there for me when i really needed um I really needed somebody to. I really needed to have some some type of cathar cathar uh, catharsis in my life. You know, just that 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 I that that's you know seeing somebody else going through what I was going through. And when uh, I had just gotten out of the psych ward, uh, Naruto was a little bit of a spoiler here, but not not exactly. Um, it, so Naruto ends up having a panic attack, or you you know you'd see it as like hyperventilation, but I saw it as a panic attack. That's basically the same thing. Uh, and he ends up like fainting, and that's kind of a similar thing that happened to me. Why uh, one of the reasons why I went to the hospital, except I ended up not being able to to speak for you know a couple hours. Uh, just I, I I like my I, the best way I can describe it is my brain basically broke, and I didn't know how to do anything. I just I could just sit there and became. I mean, uh, okay, I don't know if any of you guys play video games, but there's like a in Final Fantasy VII. There's a part where spoilers here, but cloud ends up going the main character ends up going through like the life stream and ends up uh getting mako poisoning which is you know just an over um over uh, kind of like overdosing in it but you know overexposure to mako energy which is like the life energy of the world and he he's like completely like he just goes completely quiet he's not able to say things very well and is you know bedridden and also in a wheelchair for for a little bit of the game and that's what i felt like for like a couple hours so you know seeing naruto in this stage where he doesn't even know like people are telling him dude what you're trying to do i i understand it but it's not going to happen you're not going to be able to save sasuke we he's a criminal now give up on him and listen this has been naruto's freaking goal since the end of naruto like the end of sorry the end of the original naruto series right the um before shippuden and it's pretty much been his main goal in shippuden you know and for people to especially you know like friends like gara and all these people to say like listen you have to give up on him he's a criminal it's not gonna happen 
and him to real to him to actually be in his mind thinking is this really going to happen cuz you know we're used to seeing characters like Luffy and Naruto always being strong and always being the the decisive ones you know and that's a that's a main trademark in a lot of these um uh, shonen anime is the shonen protagonist is typically stupid and just goes on with no no care in the world but when you see these characters care man it really does matter it really does it has a bigger impact than somebody that's always caring all the time not saying there's anything wrong with that of course but you know when you're in a anime that's going on for multiple hundreds of episodes you know it, it definitely does it, it, it adds that that levity not even levity right it adds that impact when something terrible happens and so yeah this one definitely helped me a lot in in realizing i was like oh i can still have my hit my roadblocks hit my bumps and uh, get my bumps and my bruises but i can still be something great i can still be i can still be a hokage worthy i can still be worthy of the goals that i wanted in my life despite the fact that i had this terrible you know that i had this terrible affliction happen to me you know and that is really what it is you know not going back on your ninja way believe it bitch no <laughs> um but yeah that was a really big one uh, another one is actually kind of like a, a funny, a funny one that I, not a funny one in, in particular, like a joke one that I put on here, but it, it you might it might sound funny when I say it, which is High Q, right? High uh, Q is a volleyball anime following um, uh, the main character uh, Hinata, and he is this very short kid. Uh, I think what is he like five, five something? I I can't remember. I think I think he's like five two or something, but I that that could be wrong. And he's always looked up to this guy, the little giant, who is, you know, around Hinata's size, but was like, you know, went like professional, I believe. And he wanted to be the, oh my god, I can't remember the, uh, I, I think it's like the ace, the ace hitter. Uh, and he wants to be, he wants to become that, you know, for, for his team. Basically the person that does all the spikes and shit. And, you know, he it's this journey of somebody who, against all odds, sh I mean, well... According to the common knowledge, you shouldn't be able to do this. Like, it's very much like Allen Iverson from, like, basketball. Like, I, how, how tall is Allen Iverson? I think he's um, maybe, like, 5'9", five, 5'... Five, he might be even shorter than that. He, uh... Oh, six feet, sorry. So he's, like, yeah, five, so he's, like, six feet. And that might sound pretty tall to a lot of you people, but if you know basketball heights, it's typically... Like, Michael Jordan was 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, right? And Shaquille O'Neal is like seven feet. So height really freaking matters. But Allen Iverson made up for it, made up for his size. Like six feet is very, very, very rare. It's very rare to find a, a basketball uh, in the professional leagues, at least. It's very rare to find somebody that's six feet tall and that can that can make it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's kind of rare to, to find that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, when you do, it is... Uh, it's special and you know he had to make up for it with his size like even Stephen Curry you know he's amazing and he's only 6'3 but if you think about 6'3 in our day and age like uh, I know I I posted this somewhere but uh the average height or sorry the the average the the a man who is over six feet tall it's only about 14.5 percent of people in America and so it's very rare so anyway going back to IQ it really showed you that the somebody's determination can actually make up for their lack of pre predetermined um, assets, you know, like their height and all that kind of stuff. You can make up for it in other skills, right? 
not all the time. You know, I, I don't want to like give false aspirations to people, but I mean, dude, Hinata really is the embodiment of you shouldn't be able to do this, but you're doing it. You know, with your speed, with your with this, with this. Also, it's since it's a team sport, he has to rely a lot on his team to br- build him up, and I think that's something that a lot of these anime having well especially like one piece and, and naruto right is for sometimes the main character forgets that they have a team around them to to uh, make up for their faults and hinata has that with everybody i can't remember everybody's name to be real with you but there's a setter who's really good um that sets up hinata like wonderfully so they they end up uh making up for each other's uh, black, like uh, make it up for each other's like weak sides because the the setter, uh, you know, the person bas- that basically like sets up the ball, so they'll like they'll push they'll push it up for somebody to spike. Um, he has a problem with communication and all that kind of stuff. Whereas um, Hinata doesn't have a problem with communication; he just has problems with uh, with getting you know getting to the ball and all that kind of stuff. And the setter basically puts it in the right position, right for Hinata and then goes for that. But then that eventually wears off and they have to get better with their skills. But I think that says a lot to these team sports dynamics. It's not just one person, right? It's not just you. It's multiple people around you that can fill in for the things that, that maybe you can't, you know? And so I, I just think it's great to, to really see that kind of um, emphasis on teamwork, uh, especially in this. And, you know, I mean, one thing that Naruto kind of lacked was the, the buildup of, um, of some of the minor characters. Right. But, you know, not in, not in Haikyuu, man, Haikyuu freaking, they focus on everybody to a large degree, you know, and it, maybe it takes a couple of seasons, but some people, definitely people have their moments, man. And I have like a moment for pretty much everybody now where I'm just like, oh, that was freaking awesome. So uh, that one is absolutely fantastic. And, uh, this one's going to be a little spoilery. So if you've not watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I completely understand if you want to stop this right here. But there's a moment that comes in way later in the anime where um, this is after a particular death happens. If you don't like I'm going to spoil a death and I'm going to go a little bit further. I'm not going to spoil the ending, of course, but this, this needs to be um, said, but this is when uh, after Colonel Mace Hughes dies and um, uh, uh, what's uh, yeah. Roy Mustang ends up uh, looking for the killer and Hughes is killed by a shape-shifting homunculi named Envy. And he ends up finding Envy and catches up to him and finally is, you know, Envy ends up uh, provoking him to the point where Mustang just loses his shit, basically. I mean, that's the best way you could put it. Like, he literally says this line where he's just like, uh, all the words that you just said are fuel on your your funeral funeral pyre or something like that. And, you know, he, he basically, like, snaps his fingers and, you know, um, this, this fire comes out. You know, that's why he's a flame alchemist. But it's really powerful. And he could have killed uh, Envy in probably a couple of snaps, right? Um, but he decides to like, like snap and like burn off his tongue, like burn out his eyes a couple times, you know, cause he regenerates and stuff. And it is, this fight goes on for like two episodes and it's literally just Mustang burning him and him getting progressively more and more into this dark place. And it's funny cause the very first time I saw this, because at the very end of it, like when he finally gets envy out of his, is uh, or he gets envy into his true form, which is this tiny little bug thing. Um, Mustang is about to like finish him off and um, his Lieutenant Hawkeye 
ends up saying to him like no 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 you can't do this because you what you're doing isn't hate and i got i got really i'm gonna be real with you i got really mad at this the first time i was like wait a minute hawkeye he was gonna kill him anyway you just let him beat the shit out of him the whole time and then now you're gonna just take it for yourself and you know i got i was very petty at that point so when i watched it again i was like oh wait he's doing this instead of, in anger whereas i mean if you think about it right anybody could kill like if if you're like let, let's pose this question to like mustang right if it doesn't if if um you really just want justice done i mean it doesn't matter who kills him right but it has to be but when you know ed takes the takes envy away he literally says like oh i'll be taking that full metal and you know he wants him so much that he even says like i'll burn your arm off to do it that's when you know you start to you start to think to yourself oh he he's lost it right and if you let somebody do something that they'll regret like that that is really tough and it's something that reminded me a lot of like my dad right like when my when i met my uh, i saw my dad in his last moments he was like hooked up to a, a machine he had a tube down his throat to breathe and you know there was all this stuff and i remember the way that envy looked up at roy mustang when he was like broken was kind of the way that my dad looked at me and it was it, it was it actually scarred me a little bit i remember i i took a couple days um when I rewatched it, right, like later on in my life, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like it, it, it immediately made me think back to my dad looking up at me, uh, like looking up at me with regret, because that's exactly what Envy looked at him with. He was like, "I shouldn't have picked this fight," and he, my dad kind of looking at me like, "I shouldn't have done those things to you," and now it's too late, you know, to to do those, to take back those things. I can't even talk right now. Like my dad couldn't even talk to me. And, you know, me, I wanted to do exactly what Roy Mustang did. Not, not you know, I didn't want to, like, kill my dad, but I wanted to, to lay into him. I wanted to let him know that he was a piece of shit, that he, he, you know, he was the reason why I went to the hospital. He was the reason why I didn't have the things that I had. And, you know, instead of doing that, I ended up forgiving him in the last minute and, you know, kind of giving up on those feelings. But, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of that, you know, and there's uh, there's a line that Scar says before this and he's like, the flames of hatred will consume him. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a very, you know, it's a very metaphorical thing, right? He's a flame alchemist, but the flames of hatred, the flames consume everything in their path, right? And so I think that that was just such a, it was such a great moment in, in anime. It's one of my favorite moments. And I'm just going to end this uh, video off with uh, another anime called Orange. And this is very like a direct um a very direct one uh, orange have heavy to like talks about suicide a lot in fact that's the main premise of this the uh the friends who survive um or who uh aren't who didn't sorry um there's a ma uh, there's a character named kakaru who commits suicide and his friends in the future end up sending somehow they never actually talk about this they, they talk about it a little bit but it's not exactly expanded upon about how they exactly did this but they end up sending um messages back to their past selves to say hey your friend is going to kill himself you need to make sure he he doesn't do it because this is one of our biggest regrets and it it it, it made me realize that these friends sacrifice the futures they could have had because it's actually not all bad the main one of the um characters sua ends up giving up his um because he he actually gets with the main character the main girl right in this anime and she is one of the reasons why sua commits suicide because he thinks that because he's in love with her and so he says you know what man just watch over them he says that to his former self or his for his past self and despite knowing that this man has a future with this girl 
he gives it up so that he can save his friend. And I thought it was just so powerful. And the thing that it told me was that we need to realize that suicide affects more than just you know, like, wait, sorry, uh, people who commit want to commit suicide have to realize that your suicide means more than just you. Your life is not just your own. Your life is encapsulated in the people that are around you. Even though you think that you are completely alone, even though that you think that you are completely isolated from all these people, when you die and they have to go to your funeral and they have to think about the things that they did that contributed to your suicide, that will forever that will forever be on their mind. You know, I've had to go to a um, a funeral of somebody who committed suicide in my family and the mother, the sister, they they didn't just say, "Oh, like he was better off uh, killing himself." No, they literally were there crying and you know, to a certain extent wondering what they could have done to make this person's life make this person like live, you know? So, this anime was very 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 important to me and I really you know, I was so happy. Um, also, if you guys want to check out, this isn't like a, a plug or anything, but, you know, on my mental health channel, uh, Mental Health Casual, I ended up actually doing a video on Kakaru and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'll leave a link in the description box down below. But anyway, guys, let me know what you guys think. Uh, you can always email me at, uh, or email us at Anime Casuals with an S, real, R-E-A-L, at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to uh, check out all things casual, you can check out our link tree in the description box down below. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.